Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. (laughs) This is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Welcome back to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast. Hey, Posse. Hey, everybody. So last week we talked about, what did we talk about? Failure being an option. Oh, failure being an option. Did anybody fail this week? Yeah. <laughs> anybody experiencing failures? No, because I'm only five minutes ago. <laughs> I can't say that I've failed in the past week per se. I mean, I haven't been sticking to any diet regimen. I've been eating whatever comes to mind so I guess I failed in the eating department I failed in the marketing department <laughs> because I ordered this retractable banner and I proved it I, you know I thought it was I thought it was going to be a success okay and then I got <laughs> it and the image was distorted and <laughs> it was all well, it's a part of success because you learn from it exactly so now I know how to correct it and have a successful banner for the team. <laughs> now it's time for our royal moment. Our royal moment is a time where we salute some amazing queens who are doing some great things. So who was our royal moment for today? So today's royal moment goes to Kimberly Joy Morgan, who um, is in the process of releasing her new book entitled Share the Joy. Um, Kimberly is a health and life coach um, who is now an author um, who sort of used her um, her journey um, through the healthcare system um, as a motivation to inspire other people and to um, improve her overall wellness um, and encourage growth for her um, and it also that her journey encouraged growth for her business ventures. Wow. So um, and she is also African American. So shout out to Kimberly um for um launching your new book kudos to kimberly mm-hmm. now it's time for our sis second our sis second is a time where we fix some raggedy crowns that we see around town so this week's sis second is actually a combined bro and sis second and it goes to keith and Valeria Smith, or is her name Valerie? I don't know. I don't care what her name Valeria? is. Valeria? Well, that's how it's spelled. <laughs> what? That's Either how way. it's spelled. Either way, they get the bro and the sis second. So they are here in Baltimore, and uh, they allegedly, not so allegedly because they on trial, for, <laughs> <laughs> for killing um, Keith's wife. And blaming it on a panhandler here in Baltimore. So how long has it been? Like months? Oh, it was December 1st, as a matter yeah. of fact. So it's been since December. Um, and they recently uh, discovered that Keith and Valeria are responsible for the murder of Jacqueline Smith. Yeah, his wife. His mm-hmm. wife. In which they told police back in December that 
Um, some panhandler walked up to the car and stabbed her multiple times mm-hmm. through the window, I believe. Yeah. Right. And, and he was in the driver's seat. So he in the driver's seat. He got out the car and then got back in the car. After he heard his wife scream his name and the girl, was <laughs> the daughter in the back seat. Meanwhile, their, their their car was never found on that street. The cameras never saw the car on that street. And actually, it's local news, but it actually did get. I think Oprah had I think tweeted, made, or she had made some she had made some statements about that situation, and you know, just and she was even talking about not trusting giving money to um people who are asking for you know panhandlers. And I think it may have made more than our local news because mm-hmm. they were found in Texas by the border. Oh, right. They On were their way to, to Mexico. Run. Right. <laughs> they were trying to run with her insurance money. So Fail. That's a failure. Mm-hmm. That's a failure. <laughs> and not only did it give a lot of people in the city trust issues with mm-hmm. panhandlers because... They said a panhandler killed her. A panhandler, a lady with a baby. Mm-hmm. No, not the the lady with the baby. She stopped to the give money, the money. Right, and then a man supposedly came up to thank her. And in the midst of thanking her, then the lady came back, stole this lady's purse, and then he said, this is a lot happening while this it's man too many is details. in the driver's seat. Too many details. Off, if all that was really going down. It, the Meanwhile, none crazy. of that happened. Right. <laughs> There aren't any panhandlers in that part of the city. And then on top of that, the interviews that they gave after the situation, like it was clear that she was high. Yeah. Something. Yeah. She was on some substance. Yeah. The the alleged daughter. <laughs> she didn't even know her how old she was. Her lips were white. Mm, she didn't know how old she did. Were. Like the yeah. interviewer had to tell her, oh, she was 54. Oh, she was 54. <laughs> So like, more of the lady. story, sisters and bros. Don't lie. Don't make up. Don't don't commit any crimes. First of all, yeah. Let's not harm That's one first. another. That's first of all. But then let's not lie and blame it on innocent people who you know are seeking seeking right. money from other people to help their own lives. Like don't blame the innocent. And then have the whole city out here fearful of giving money to the less fortunate. Right. So what are we talking about today? Trust issues. <laughs> there you go. The irony. So we're going to talk about um, how our lives are fueled by trust in our loved ones, our colleagues, and our leaders. But how do we cultivate it and how do we restore it when it's lost, when mm-hmm. we lose trust um, in those, in anyone really, right, or in any situation? Okay, so on today's segment of Where is Jess P? I will say that it is so hard to get trust back once it's broken. Mm -hmm. So I was raised by my mom. I mean, I know my dad. We we have a decent relationship. (laughs) Hey, dad. (laughs) He might listen. He might. But today, it's about you, dad. Oh, wow. So (laughs) back when I was about... Six, maybe seven, whenever Darren's Dance Grooves came out. Uh, Darren's Dance Grooves? You don't remember Bye, Bye, Bye? Like oh. the, the choreographer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tape, So he had a tape. Okay, of, I got it. All right, I got it. I promise is we're going somewhere. <laughs> so he had a tape of all of his choreography, and that was like all I asked for for Christmas. And, you know, my dad didn't live with us. It was my mom, my brother. 
and that was all I wanted for Christmas. So my dad told me that year, oh, I mailed you the tape. It's still in the mail. And to this day, he still says it's in the mail. But he lied. So he and lied? He lied. And you were how old? I was like six or seven, but that it's stuck still, with yeah, me. Yes. Yeah. And so even the small lies, it really affects people. Yeah. And so I was a child and children are very impressionable. And that little small white lie, even though he thought, oh, she'll never she'll remember it. Mm-hmm. I'm 30. And you still remember? And I still remember it. it. Like, I was looking forward to it. But after that, it was like, Dad, are you really going to send? Like, anything he asked, everything he asked, it's like, well, are you really going to do it or are you not? And so now it's always been like. Right. You question it. But then that spills over to other situations and other people in your life, right? Because you've been let down by this person that you felt like was That you're supposed to trust. Like, that's your dad. That's your foundation. Right. Yeah. And so now it's like a choice to trust. So yeah. now when he says stuff, it's like, okay, do I believe this? I'm, I forgave him, but now it's like, okay, you can't hold on to that. Mm-hmm. You can't harbor on those emotions. Mm-hmm. You choose to trust that he's going to come through because right. the definition of trust is to be reliable. Right. And so after that, you know, I was like, well, I don't think he's reliable. Right. <laughs> it's funny because I, I definitely have trust issues, but I can't pinpoint where, why or where I got that from. Like mm-hmm. I hadn't had, I haven't had any experiences like my parents lied to me or something like mm-hmm. that. But I really do have trust issues. Like I don't see the best in everyone all the time. Yeah. And maybe I have, maybe I have been tarnished at some point mm-hmm. that I just don't recall. But I just feel like people are so deceptive. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so I, I live by the motto, if people show you who they are, believe them. Right. And so you can't off the bat just be like, oh, I don't trust you. Now, sometimes, you know, that, that vibe, mm-hmm. you get bad vibes from people and it's like, okay, trust your gut. But at the same time, if nobody ever gave you a reason not to trust them, you can't just say, oh, wow. So you're saying I should give them a chance. Yes. When we um when we talked about this in uh, my life skills class, we were talking about healthy versus unhealthy relationships. And I was asking the students, when you get into a relationship, does the person have to earn your trust or do you trust them until they give you a reason not to trust them anymore? And half were saying like, well, you know, if they don't give me a reason, you know, I'll automatically trust them. And some were saying, no, they have to earn my trust. But it was based on previous experiences. If they had been with someone that defied their trust, they then carry that over into the next relationship. So now you're you're making somebody else pay for pay. whatever. Yeah, such well, it's not really thing. paying for. It's just more so like a a, a barrier or a wall has been built. built. You have put mm-hmm. a guard, put a guard up, and that person has to has to live up to your, I guess, your definition of what's trustworthy. Uh huh. So I don't think. I mean, and if they're trustworthy, then they should live up to it just fine. So I don't see any problems here. <laughs> Sorry, right, so that's the thing. It shouldn't be any issue, right? <laughs> if they're a trustworthy individual and they they can be, you can you can wholeheartedly trust them. Then they should live up to your expectations or your barrier, your wall, or your boundary of trust very easily. But that's the thing, like if you're just getting to know that person, like how much, tr- like how much do you wholeheartedly trust them? So None. for example, so you see, that's what you said. <laughs> like, you don't trust them until <laughs> they have to live up. Start building that trust. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like I walk into every 
situation or uh-huh. a relationship that like with my side. Well, I do have my side eye on, but <laughs> I don't make it obvious. Like okay. I, I just take everything with a grain of salt, so mm-hmm. to speak, and just watch how things play out. And nine times out of ten, those people end up being untrustworthy. But do you think that you give off a vibe that I don't trust these people? So now it creates a bad situation because that person comes in and they're like, "Oh, my vibe, she don't bang with me." But how does my vibe, my vibe of trust issue, should not control your trustworthiness? (laughs) But then maybe they'll put a guard up. Yeah, because now they have a guard up because they're like, "Oh, she she got some shenanigans with her." I sense the shenanigans. No, I just got a side eye. You got a whole brick wall around you. I just look at you with a side and eye. And now I come in, and now you making me work. And I didn't even do anything to you. I'm a nice person. But to be fair, once people show me that they are trustworthy, I definitely let the bur- I do let the wall all the way down, which also could be problematic because then you let your complete your barrier all the way down, and then... They do something to defy Then they yeah. do something to defy your trust. But, but I will say, I do give people a chance after they prove that they're trustworthy. So you make them earn it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's interesting that she brought it up. <laughs> so Maya, how do you are you earn the trust or do you give them the benefit of the doubt? Are we talking about just just new relationship people in or general? just people in general? All right, let's let's just go with people in general. Okay. Um, I will be like Celeste, like I'm observant, but I don't necessarily always think. I'm not going to say the worst of people because not necessarily saying that you think the worst of people, but I, I try to assume positive intentions with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I try to assume she positive intentions. <laughs> but I definitely, like, try to do, like, it, it depends on in what capacity, like, I'm I'm working with those people or if I, how I'm dealing with them. Like, for example, like, my student is one student who, I'm like, oh, like, just based on her personality, I'm just like, okay, she's cool. She wouldn't lie. But today was the second time I didn't call her in a lie. So now it's just like, you Untrustworthy. know, I can't be- <laughs> Right, right. So it's like. But so see, you had you not trusted her to begin with, you wouldn't, you would have, you I wouldn't, wouldn't have be surprised. You wouldn't have fallen for it. And you wouldn't be surprised that she lied. You'd be like, all a, y'all kids. All that's a defense mechanism. That's a defense mechanism. When you said it like that, it's like, well, if you didn't trust her in the beginning, then you wouldn't have those disappointments. But those who but, hurt you. But I know this what <laughs> right, I'm trying to figure exactly. out. Right, right. right. I get it. But and that's what I was gonna say. Obviously, this comes from past experiences, yeah. right? So evidently, at some point along, and maybe that's subconscious. I'm telling you, maybe subconscious that's what it is, is so powerful. Look at therapy. So, and maybe it is um, some past experiences, and maybe sometimes it can even be subconsciously. You don't even realize, because obviously I'm not clearly aware of what has occurred to me. Yeah. But maybe subconsciously, some of my relationships along the way, be it family, friends, whatever, the, or colleagues at work, mm-hmm. whatever the relationship may be, obviously something has tarnished me severely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, our subcon- things, we absorb things in our subconscious that we don't even realize. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... So perhaps, thank you for this therapy session. <laughs> perhaps it is my subconscious that has absorbed some um, these feelings of untr- 
not being able to trust other people. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, with with trust, there's also comes consequences. So there's consequences to my actions as well. Not only that, you know, there's consequences of trusting someone, but there's consequences to not trusting people too. Mm -hmm. Because you may ruin relationships, relationships, ruin relationships, Mm -hmm. or those people that are trustworthy, they don't get a chance because, like you said, they see my side eye. Yeah, yeah. And they say... They don't okay. want any part. Right. <laughs> okay. She cracked up on that vibe. Right. So yeah. this, you know, with every action is a reaction. With every with with trust, there are consequences as well. So, all right, y'all. I'll try to find a better way. <laughs> I'll try to be more trusting. But I'm telling you, as soon as I get burnt, I'm back. <laughs> but then the thing is, when you get burnt by that person, I think that that should be dealt with with that person, yeah, and not necessarily individual. the next person. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to say for that. Per- I don't have nothing to say. But that's that's <laughs> that individual person. So the next person who comes along, you can't make them pay for what Tyrone did. I just made that up. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who Tyrone is. Right. <laughs> that's that's tough. But I I, I will um yeah I'll accept perspective. I'll accept all it. of that. <laughs> That's hard. Though. It is. It is it hard. Is. It's especially a it's a choice though, and especially choice. in relationships like we mm-hmm. talked about. You know. Um, I think our previous episode was about failure and just you talk about failure and like relationships and that kind of thing and how we learn from that. Mm-hmm. Well, if someone, if a, if a man has done a certain thing to you in your relationship that you didn't like, mm-hmm. and now you go to another relationship and you see the guy, oh, yeah. girl, girl, something that reminds you of <laughs> what you see they there's did. the trust issue. And then you snap and now you crazy. And he's looking at you like, you crazy. I'm not crazy. You <laughs> just triggered me. Okay. <laughs> right, so just- <laughs> So maybe we're going to take that therapy session offline. Right, right. Okay. Right, all right. So that, who didn't hurt you? She didn't got some triggers. Man, I don't want to yeah. talk about him on air. So you uh, sound like it's conscious, not subconscious. It's conscious. Okay. Right. <laughs> but see how, those, and see how those issues can affect you. Well, now yeah. it's conscious. But back then it was unconscious and I would literally snap. Yeah. And they would be looking at me like, girl, what is wrong with you? Okay, well, they just, wouldn't say girl because... That's a little feminine. But <laughs> they would look at me like I was crazy for uh-huh. real. And then I had to think about, like, why am I reacting this like way? This. Yeah. Which is another reason why I listed all the people and the lessons learned okay. and, like, what happened in the relationship. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's why this is a trigger for me. Oh, that's That's good. why yeah. Little White Lies is yeah, a trigger for yeah. me. Because mm. then you start carrying on carrying on the yeah. burdens that other people have placed on yes. you. And that's some lows that we got to Is that emotional home. labor too? That, that is, is emotional, emotional labor. labor. It's emotional labor. It's some spring cleaning stuff that we got to yes. do because it's mm-hmm. like, all right, this relationship, let me take the good, but this bad part that's in it, it then hinders me from being able to get close to this person or that person. Right, and it's not so. fair to them because right. to them, I mean, it might have been a joke to them. Yeah. But to me, it wasn't a joke. Like, it was a trigger. Right, yeah, right, right. Triggers, yeah. triggers. So that kind of ruins relationships because now they're like, oh, you can't keep your emotions between the lines. Yeah. <laughs> but to be clear, I, it you do have to set boundaries. Well, yeah. You have to say, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. here are the things that out here's the line. Here are the things that I'm willing to accept and tolerate mm-hmm. in whatever relationship. And here are the, the, the things that I'm not going to accept. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, and some of that may come from previous relationships mm-hmm. and your trust issues with those situations. So I, I, I guess it's all within reason. I'm telling myself this at this point. <laughs> all within reason that you know I just feel like um I guess people tend to have their own self and personal interests at heart they're mm-hmm. not necessarily here to help 
other people. They're there for their own benefit. That's mm-hmm. just how that's and that's how I perceive mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And so that causes me trust issues because I'm like, well, you're not here to help. You're looking out for yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So and sometimes it's hard for us, like, because I think about that too. Like, I feel like I'm the one who like helps people and does this and does that. So when somebody like tries to do the same for me, it's kind of like, whoa, like, what do you want? What Should I be giving? Do you want right. something do you out of want this? Something right? out of this because. You're you're not used to being in that capacity with mm-hmm. other people, so yeah, that mm-hmm. does sometimes hinder us. Like sometimes people are like, well, I want to take the burden off of you. I want to help you, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know how to accept that. Like right. you must want something, right? Mm. Well, well, Jess, thank you for your journey. That <laughs> was therapy right there. <laughs> I hope y'all felt <laughs> that. <laughs> we had to recap our other topics, <laughs> summarize it nicely. Yeah. So I guess that moves us into our CB secret for today. On today's segment of CB Secrets, we're going to talk about how in my um, health and wellness, along my health and wellness journey, I have trusted in trainers and other fitness experts, um, as well as like nutritionists mm-hmm. about different meal plans and eating habits and that kind of thing. Um, I, see, this is a good example. I trusted <laughs> But okay? you know what? Did but you go in with, with your, your guard up though? Mm-hmm. No, because I, you trusted their expertise. Correct. That's it. So That's I trusted, but let's wait a minute because I got burnt now. Oh, wow. Oh. Not exactly. So I trusted their expertise. Mm-hmm. I sort of handed my Monday, Wednesday, and Friday or whatever day at 6 o'clock p.m. every day over to the trainer um, or whoever the expert was. Um, but by the same token, I didn't do my part of the... Mm. puzzle so while I I put all my trust in them and then I blamed them when I was not successful in achieving my health and wellness goals so when the scale wasn't moving when the pants weren't fitting right I was saying well what are you doing why you're not we're not you're not working me out the way I need to be worked out and the trainer's like hold up sis what did you do mm-hmm. did you do what I told you to do on Saturdays and Sundays did you meal prep did you do this and a third and I was like no but it's your responsibility to get me in shape. I put that on them mm-hmm. because I trusted them in, in making that happen for me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do my part. So I guess the consequence to that trust... <laughs> <laughs> I guess the consequence was... Well, the consequence... You didn't reach those goals. Correct. I didn't reach those goals. But I also didn't trust in myself to mm. do what you need to, to do. do what I needed to do mm, and trust that one. I had the strength and ability to achieve that. Yeah. You know, I didn't I, I just put it all on the trainer. I said, Oh well he got me. On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But those other days I wasn't doing my part. Right. Mm. But that that's you bring up a good point you though. You do bring up a good point. Um, especially on the same page. <laughs> oh well I was I was gonna go into like the expert trust. Like when you don't know something about a specific category, like mm-hmm. especially like if you're going to the doctors, right? So you feel some type of way, you're feeling some type of way, and some of us go onto the internet looking up every symptom and diagnosing ourselves, right? Or like I'll ask Celeste because she a nurse, like this happened, like what does that mean? <laughs> like any of my friends who are nurses, right? Because I respect your expertise, so now I'm more inclined to trust your recommendation. Yeah, and I don't trust any of my, my medical professionals. Really? <laughs> but, but, but you're a medical professional mm-hmm. as well, so you have seen the inside, so you're Correct. like, no, no. Literally, the inside. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I guess through my experiences, because, I guess, because I've seen the other side of mm-hmm. the healthcare mm-hmm. system, um, I don't trust my healthcare 
Not that, let me put a disclaimer. <laughs> I'm not advising anyone to not trust the healthcare providers. I'm just recommending that you do your own research and mm-hmm. you um, ask questions. I think asking questions is 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 the most, is, is paramount in every mm-hmm. aspect of your life. Advocate for yourself. Advocacy. Yes. Yeah. And I have to do that for a lot of my friends and mm. family members because people, and honestly, sometimes you just don't know what questions to ask. Correct. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. And that's, and that's totally fine. But... When we place all of our trust in medical or any expert, mm. I think we, we 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 can potentially be setting ourselves up for a problem in the long run. Um, I think we need to take more personal responsibility and, and ask those questions and advocate for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's fine. That, not that the, the expert obviously knows what they're doing, but right. not everyone has the best of intentions. Not everyone yeah. is doing everything the right way. We we've learned it. Over the past couple of years, different doctors that are getting into yeah. trouble doing different things. So, you know, not everyone is perfect, um, but I think it's important that we do our part as well. Not mm-hmm. only, you know, we can put our trust into the help, into the experts, but do our part as well. I agree with that. Like, my mom had a doctor's appointment on a Tuesday. They, she got regular blood work done. They took all her tests. On a Wednesday, she had some aches, pains. She went to the emergency mm. room. Yeah. And so she had a potassium test done on Tuesday. Her levels were fine. On Wednesday, when she was in the emergency room, they came back, gave her all these pills, and one of the pills was a potassium pill. So she takes the pill. And then she's like, oh, wait, what did I just take? And so she sees, like, on the paperwork or whatever that she took a potassium pill. So then she decides to ask the nurse, well, why do I have to take a potassium pill? And the nurse said, oh, your level is low. So she pulls up her results, which had just come in, like, literally minutes before. Mm -hmm. And it said that her results for her potassium test were fine, Mm -hmm. like, I think the low is like 3.5 or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And she was above, like well above that. And so she's like, well, how could my levels possibly drop so low that I need a potassium pill? Mm-hmm. And so the nurse was like, oh, let me look into it. And so I guess she went and looked at whatever the level was because I guess it was lower than right. the average. Right. And so just like simple examples like that. Yeah. She she could have ate a banana and her level would have been back up exactly. to the Exactly. And there's there's different indications for a potassium pill, for example, but the 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 moral is she asked the question to mm-hmm. clarify and But and, it was too late after she asked the question. But that's but okay, she mom. should have. Right. It's <laughs> okay, before. mom. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. But she did you know, realize like, oh, I need to advocate for myself. Right. What's going on here? Ask those questions. And I'm telling you, my doctors look at me like, <laughs> I get on that whole nurse. Yeah. yeah. But especially, you know, as a nurse, so I had a friend who was having an ectopic pregnancy mm-hmm. and she was like, she felt like she was dying, but she didn't, she didn't know that mm-hmm. she was pregnant at the time. But as a nurse, she knew that something wasn't right. So literally they had her waiting in the waiting, like in the waiting room. Like she was like, she was going in and out of conscious. So she literally had to go back there and tell them what to do and what test to take. And then once they saw that something was like super low, then mm-hmm. they like rushed her back, but she almost bled to death. And that if she crazy. did not know how die. to advocate for crazy. herself in in slight consciousness, like she could have died. So I'm like, if it was a person who didn't know and like, all right, well, they took these vitals, yeah. like maybe I'm okay. You know, anything could have happened. So right. it's so sad. It's important to just I guess there's a balance in trust. You mm-hmm. know, it's like 
And I don't know how you define what that sweet spot is, you know, and clearly I have issues with finding the sweet spot of trust. Um, But, you know, just finding that happy medium. And like you said, your friend at certain points, she said, okay, I trust them, but something ain't right. So let me, let me advocate for myself. Same thing. Your mom, you, she trusted them. She trusted that they were giving her the proper medication, but then she's like, wait a minute, let me advocate for myself. Right. You know? So I guess there's a, there's a balance in trust and, you know, with, any expert, I think we just, there's a, there's a fine line. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to make sure we're doing our part. Yes. And doing our research. Yeah. Now it's time for Maya's motivational moment. If God is who you trust, then letting go of worry is a must. So my favorite phrase used to always be let go and let God because Honestly, when we put our trust in people, people are going to fail you. Like, Mm, people are going to fail you, period. All the time, the people that you love, don't love. Like, people, because we have, disappointment is when we have expectations of Mm -hmm. people and they don't meet those expectations. A lot of times our expectations, other people don't even know that we have those expectations of them. So they don't even know that you're expecting them to meet something. And so when expectations aren't met and it's not communicated, it's, it leaves room for disappointment. And even when it is communicated, just know that no one thinks exactly like you. No one is exactly like you. So at some point, someone will disappoint you. And so that's why like God for me will never fail, will never disappoint you. Yeah. You may be waiting for some answers for some time and like, all right, God, I need you now. I, you know, I want to hear you clearly. But if you trust him, like, I feel like God is the only one that can get like all of my trust. And then even sometimes I'm questioning like, God, you sure? Like, are you sure this is what you want? Like, did you really say this? You know, sometimes I'm questioning that, but we carry a lot of worry and we definitely allow other people's actions to then determine how we're going to act, how we're going to act and carry the weight of other people that we were never meant to carry. And my old job, (laughs) I had this really funny doctor I worked with and he was so um, pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he once told me, because I was disappointed about something, something happened with the patient, whatever. He was like, you know, Celeste, you have to lower your expectations. I was like, what? You probably got offended. Like, what you mean lower my expectations? Yeah, I was like, what you mean? And he was like, no, if you lower your expectations of people, you will never be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So if you expect little to nothing out of anybody, you will never be disappointed. Right. So that doesn't mean lower your standards. Correct. Right. Just your expectations. Differences. Right. There's definitely differences um, in that. So I, I definitely took that to heart. And that's something I do try Um I do that in my my marriage, actually. I lower my expectations. <laughs> I do not expect yeah. my husband to do certain certain things. And guess what? It has been a free it has been wonderful since I lowered my expectations because I'm no longer disappointed exactly. when mm-hmm. I come in and the dishes are still in the sink because I expected them to be there. And <laughs> When I do come in and he has been so loving and so wonderful to have done the dishes, I am full of joy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Joy that I wouldn't have had had my expectations been Mm -hmm. so low. So I said that to say, if we minimize our expectations, there's positive 
that can come out of that. That is like you definitely make an excellent point because I I I used to also get frustrated by certain actions and it's just like sometimes you just gotta accept like this is just who people are mm-hmm. and so you know you no longer get frustrated. Hence the clothes are still in the washing machine from this <laughs> morning <laughs> that Thanks, I baby. was expecting to you know well. I was hoping mm-hmm. <laughs> would be dry by the time I got home. But when I saw them in the washing machine, it didn't surprise me. And right. therefore, it lessened my uh, level of frustration. <laughs> it's the same mm-hmm. thing at work. You know, Jess, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Jess, what you meant? <laughs> that wasn't your reaction. Oh, yeah. Are I was mad. I was mad for like a second. <laughs> and then I calmed down like, okay. This, you realize. This, this is who, yeah, this is what I'm dealing This with. is what it is. I mean, it is the same thing in any relationship. Even at work, I, for my, my, my boss, I expect, which I guess I shouldn't expect, but I just do expect certain reactions out of him. But I don't expect... Um, how should I say? Like, I don't expect always the most supportive response or the most mm-hmm. appropriate. I guess I don't expect an appropriate response all the because time. Because of who he is. Because of who he is. Mm-hmm. And I used to get really frustrated at his responses mm-hmm. um, and also his body language. Because <laughs> he would huff and puff and roll his eyes like somebody get on his nerves. But anyway, <laughs> um, after I realized, like, I was getting upset, I said, you know what? I lowered my expectation. I said, don't expect him to come and respond mm-hmm. to you appropriately, have the right body language, just to have the uh, the right response. Mm-hmm. Expect him to act a fool yep. and to be rude or whatever, unprofessional. And now I just feel, I just sit and look at him, right. let him get it out. And it no longer bothers me because mm-hmm. I, my expectations are low. Yeah, and that, rele- that releases you. Oh, absolutely. It, it, is, it, it is such a burden. And he's bothered, and I'm not. <laughs> He, he's sitting there flustered and I'm, I'm totally unbothered. Yep. So definitely learning people and then just having your expectations accordingly. And make sure that you voice your expectations, especially when you're getting into a relationship. Voice those expectations. Don't just go in assuming that the person understands or already knows what you want. You have to verbally say them. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for Ask PMP. If you would like to ask us a question to be featured on the podcast, you can send us an email to pretty, the letter N, purpose, duh, at gmail.com. Or you can send us a direct message to our Instagram account at pretty, underscore, the letter N, underscore, purpose, duh. Or a Facebook message, Pretty and Purpose Podcast. So today's question is, do your family and friends understand what you do for a living? And do you even bother to explain? Uh, no. <laughs> That's a no and a no for me. I don't think they've ever asked. Like, well, my mom, she just knows, oh, you work for Emirate. What's she doesn't Emirate? know what that, she doesn't even know what that means. Okay. But she met no. him. Oh, that's a person. It's a person. It's a person. Okay. My boss slash team lead, because I'm more like his boss than he is mine. Okay. Um, But she doesn't know know what I do. And then when I go to conferences, people are like, oh, are you an agent? No, I'm the glue. The glue. So maybe you need to do a better job of explaining what you do. <laughs> Saying you're the glue is not very descriptive. But it's hard to put it into words, everything yeah. that I do, because I do everything. Yeah. Literally yeah. everything else that yeah. nobody else does. 
like people know that I work um, at a high school. And um, so sometimes, like, do you teach? Sometimes saying yes is easier because I do teach um, a class, but that's not my primary position. So I normally just explain, like, I'm in the college counseling department. I help students who graduate to succeed in college and to graduate from college. Like, I just kind of explain it like that. And right, like, like oh, an overview. Okay. Yeah, that's really nice. But, like, if my grandparents are saying, like, what I do, they'll just say, oh, she teaches at a college. Like, that's, like, the main <laughs> thing. And then, like, what is the other job title that you do? So, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> when I worked in the ER, of course, it was real simple. Mm-hmm. I'm a nurse. I work in the ER. Boom. Easy. But over the years, as my positions have changed, they've become unable to explain so at this point everyone just says oh she works for the government no one knows what Mm -hmm. yeah I mean they know what agency um but they don't really understand the programs that I work on and what what I actually do on those programs which is fine because it's way too complicated to explain anyway do you even bother to explain like it's just so much I've tried um to with my mom because um she works sort of in the healthcare field so she Mm -hmm. sort of gets it um and she works for Baltimore for the county government so it's she kind of gets it but that's the only person I don't even bother. It's like you don't even feel like it. Like, whatever. I get it now. You explained it to me the other day. Yeah, but it was a, it was you probably couldn't deal. regurgitate it. Because <laughs> it's too... It's, it's, it's complex. It's complicated. And now I'm about to switch positions, so... Oh, no. I just got that one. It's yeah. going to be a moment. So, that's all we have for this week's episode. Until next time, folks. Thanks, PMP Posse. Thanks, PMP Posse.